I don't go into a meeting and say, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so and this is what I do, but I also have you know, my music on Spotify and you should go stream my music. <laughs> um, hey friend, it's David Nabinsky here in New York City. So excited for this podcast episode with Serena Kern Libra. Serena is a portfolio career triple threat based in London, achieving excellence in law and policy. In education and career development space, she is a co-founder of an initiative that is inspiring the next generation to dream big. And she's also a singer and songwriter. Uh, She released her first album in 2013 and has collaborated with many famous and leading producers, including Rishi Rich. And her latest single, Tastes Like Anarchy, has over 33,000 plays on Spotify. This is an inspiring conversation, and in it you will learn how Serena works across all three different careers, how she's blended her different careers, and how they've actually come up in certain professional conversations, which is really interesting, how her music has evolved, and why she keeps uh, the different careers unique and separate as well, and the benefits of putting yourself out there. As always, this episode with Timestamp Notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There, you can also subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go with Serena. Um, Serena, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me, David. So, Serena, if we were to go to an event tonight, how do you typically uh, introduce yourself? Oh, it depends on what kind of event. The whole world has moved uh, to the virtual world now. <laughs> um, and I find actually it's it, it's in a way easier because you just have your sort of name there on Zoom and introductions have gotten a lot shorter. But if we were in real life uh, and I was introducing myself, I would say I'm Serena Kern-Libera. I live in London. I'm half Swiss, half Indian. And I'm very happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, in addition to professional uh, work, you also are a musician. And I'm fascinated by uh, how you've been uh, such a high achiever in in both areas. And so, yeah, just be curious as to uh, maybe we could start off with the music side. Like, how did you uh, get involved in music? And yeah. So, I mean, I've always loved singing um you know ever since I was a child but I didn't really start doing anything seriously until I moved to university I moved to the UK when I was 18 uh, to study law and um I sort of randomly started doing open mic nights uh with some of my friends and that was really fun and really enjoyed that, really enjoyed, you know, interacting with a live audience. I think that's great. And I, and I really enjoy that about music now as well. And it kind of just grew from there. I got picked up by management in London. Um, uh, I was writing uh, my own songs by then. And I remember performing my own song, the first one I wrote, uh, and that was quite an experience. Because, you know, you you write music about your life stories, I guess. And and it's a way of showing people who you are. And you're always a little bit nervous about how people are going to react to that. But, 
yeah, the music sort of just picked up from there. And I was lucky enough to work with uh, a number of really great artists, uh, Rishi Rich, who's been a mentor. I've had mentors um, at the BBC Asian Network as well, who've really encouraged me along the way. So Ashanti Omkar, who, who has a, a radio show um, on the BBC Asian Network. And, you know, like I say, it, it wasn't something, music wasn't something that I sort of started uh, thinking from the outset that, you know, this is a career I want to have in music. It was quite the opposite, actually. You know, you grow up in in India like I did, and I think most people there, most parents there will push you to go into, you know, one of the three uh, great careers, which is law, engineering, or to be a doctor. I was lucky. My parents said, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, but I came here to study law. I didn't come here to do music, but I ended up doing music and I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's, it was interesting to hear about when you first started writing your own music how that changed some of your either your performances or just how you felt about music and it's also interesting to think about maybe some of the similarities of in the career side of things of like writing your own stuff and then going after opportunities on your own for me starting to write was really the catalyst for me of my career and i think the reason for that is once you start writing your own music and expressing yourself in that way, um, that's one thing. But for people to take you seriously for doing it is another thing. And I, and I was lucky because so many people, um, you know, from there on just expressed faith in me and kind of said to me, you know, you should do this more because you do have talent here. And, uh, you know, that that's just been great. So I think yeah definitely writing my own music performing my first song that was a really that was a turning point for me in my in my career just as with uh law I guess you know you you sort of grow from being somebody who is a student at university to sort of um working on your first case as a lawyer and that's your turning point because that's when people start taking you seriously for for your work um yeah, there are definitely parallels there, I think. And obviously, the how I've been able to balance both and from practicing law and, and having a, you know, you just won an award this week. How have you been able to, you know, ex ex achieve excellence in both fields? David, I always get asked the question of how do you how do you balance your your different careers? And to be honest, I really don't have a good answer. Uh, so this is going to be a bit of a cop out, to be honest. But I think, you know, all I would say is when you're really passionate about your work, I'm passionate now about trade policy. Um, I'm passionate about my music. I'm passionate about the educational work I do. You know, you don't think about, oh, I need to sort of fit this thing in or I need to do this thing you just make the time um, and to be honest with you the music for example it's just a creative outlet for me and I think it makes me better at my day job in many ways so yeah it's not something I really think about all that much you know I'd say that the, my mother told me the key to a successful marriage um, 
is that you don't wake up every morning asking yourself whether it's working or not. And I think the key to a successful portfolio career is, you know, you don't wake up asking yourself, have I got too much on? And is this a good thing for me? You just do it. Yeah, it just feels right. Yeah, exactly. In, in the music side, you generally would produce videos and, and, and that stuff would be on the weekends. And, and that's how you've been able to at least separate some of the time. Yeah. So definitely, you know, I've had to do uh, a lot of the music over the weekends. That doesn't mean I don't do my day job sometimes during the weekends. Uh, it just depends on, you know, what what demands there are. But like I say, you know, when you're passionate about stuff, you will just make make time. And I think for anybody who does have a portfolio career or who is interested in doing lots of different things, yeah, you just, the more passionate you are, the more you will sort of make time and also enjoy uh, what you're doing. And you also have been able to really blend some of the, some of the different focuses and passions together uh, with the tour you were doing, right? The best of you. So it's bringing together educational resources and also utilizing your music and creativity and stuff like that. Maybe could you talk to us a little bit about that tour? Yeah, so the, the Best of You tour was something um, that happened because my manager at the time said to me, you know, there's an organization uh, that's looking to get young artists, uh, musical artists into schools to do performances. Um, and would I be willing to, to go and do performances at various schools? And of course, I was sort of very happy to do that. But I quickly realized, actually, the more fun thing and probably more beneficial thing for the students is if they have somebody who also has another career um, and can speak to them about different options and opportunities available to them. I mean, all too often, you know, I was going into, into schools and students were saying to me, oh, I want to be a music artist, so I don't really need to pay attention at school. And I don't think that's right. I think, you know, an education is important regardless of what you want to do. And I found being a lawyer and being a musician, you know, at least I can understand my own music contracts. Um, and that's been very beneficial. So I was really keen to go in and, and speak to, to students, not just uh, about the music and, of course, do musical performances, which has always been fun but also be able to speak to them about other options and opportunities available to them. And, you know, I come, I, I'm, I'm half Indian um, and just being able to, 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 to show them or to demonstrate and be a live example that, you know, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter whether you like classical music or you like pop music or grime music or rap. Uh, it doesn't matter. You can, you can still be a very serious lawyer uh, and and you can still you know do your passion as well. And that surprises people. It does. I usually so when I do my um, school tours, uh, I have a very short sort of slide pack that I take with me. And the first slide is a picture of Lady Gaga in the most crazy looking outfit I could find, and um, a very serious looking corporate lawyer. And I say to the students who in who here thinks that the same person can do both these jobs and 
nobody will put their hand up. Um, and then by the end of the talk, I asked the same question and a lot more people put their hands up. And then I know at least I've achieved something. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's, uh, well, it's taking people on a journey, right? And it's yeah. and showing them what's possible. And it seems like that the tour and then also the Discover to Dream work is also around encouraging people to, you know, find their own path and believe in themselves. And yeah, maybe talk to us a little bit about why you're so passionate about this. And yeah. I think so. For me personally, I remember when I was at my uh, previous law firm, it's quite a traditional law firm. And as somebody with my background and doing the kind of music I was doing and working with the kind of artists I was working with, I have to say I was hesitant to actually say to the firm that, by the way, I've got this whole other career and, uh, you know, there are other pictures of me where I look very different. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I don't always dress in a suit. Um but, you know, I found that actually I had put up those mental barriers for myself. And when I was, when I said to my boss at the time, who was absolutely great, uh, he's a partner whom I still keep in touch with. Um, and I said to him, well, he actually found out because he read uh, in a magazine, the Law Society Gazette, he had read about some music that I had just released. And he said to me, Serena, you know, why didn't you tell us about this stuff? This is great. And um, we should actually organize for you to do a charity performance at the law firm. And that was surprising to me. And I realized, actually, you know, I had created this stereotype in my own head of what I should be and of uh, the image I would need to portray in order for others to take me seriously. And it was absolutely not true. And I wish somebody had told me early on in my career, you know what, if you're, if you want to pursue something, then you should just go for it. And you don't need to conform to any type of stereotype. You just need to be who you are and do your job well. And that's all that should count. So that's why I'm really passionate about this. Um, it's because I sort of put barriers in my in my own way, and um, and that's not good. <laughs> and it also seems like there's that uh, some of those other barriers were like you mentioned around growing up. It was either law, engineering, um, and so that you know that's culture, and it, hopefully because of leaders like yourself are changing the overall conversation, changing the narrative, and encouraging people to take to believe in themselves a little bit more yeah and I think I mean I think it's one thing saying to students you know you are capable of doing anything you should dream big um I think a you need to show students how to dream big for a lot of for a lot of students, um, they just aren't aware of the opportunities out there because they've never heard of all the different types of jobs you can do. Um, so part of the reason for the initiative I've started is to actually go into schools and educate them about the different options available to them so that they can then dream big. And the other thing is, you know, you can you can only tell people so many times, if they can't see a real life example of somebody who looks like them, who sounds like them, 
who, you know, works with or at least has heard of uh, the, the musicians that they're interested in um, and is able to relate to them on some level at least. It just makes it so much more real when, when they can relate and have a role model there who's actually doing the things they're being told that they can do. Um, so that's the other thing we're trying to do with my initiative. And we've got some great other uh, women uh, on that initiative. It's certainly not just me. And, and yeah, that's, that's our hope is to help students to discover to dream. And show them how. And, and show them how exactly. How, how have you been able to, through the professional, more traditional professional side of things, uh, you mentioned that one example of how uh, somebody wasn't, didn't quite know about the other path or you, you didn't tell them about your other career and stuff, but how have you been able to at least think about, you know, communicating to people of, by the way, I also have this other passionate thing and, and, you know, do you think going forward, you're going to say, oh, by the way, here's some of the ways that I think it's going to be beneficial to this organization, like the charity performance that you talked about? Question is, like, any advice to somebody who's like, yeah, I kind of do those things, but I'm a little bit uncomfortable. It's okay right now, but I'm not sure if I really want to fully express myself. And I'm worried that someone's going to say, stop doing that. I mean, to me, this is all just a part of, you know, this idea of being able to bring your whole self to work, which I think is so important. For me, my whole self is my professional side, my expertise, but also the other side to me, which is relevant because, you know, you need creativity uh, in, in, in the work that you do. Personally, I don't, I wouldn't say I sell myself Self as a musician to people when I meet them you know I don't go into a meeting and say oh hey I'm so and so and this is what I do but I also have you know my music on Spotify and you should go stream my music <laughs> um, if it comes up in conversation that's fine I think the type of work I do building a re relationship and, and building some kind of connection and finding things in common with your counterparts is really important and I think the more outside interests you have, just the more interesting person you are and the more likely you are to have something in common with your counterpart. So in, in that way, it's relevant. And, and if it comes up in conversation that way, then yeah, I will say, and I will talk about my music. But I guess it just has to come up organically. For me, so I guess the, the thing about the careers I've chosen, which maybe is slightly different to the portfolio careers that other people have is that they are just in completely different sectors. Um, you know, music and trade policy and law and education are all uh, very different. For those who have uh, careers that are more closely linked, then I can see how it would be relevant, you know, when you're sort of having conversations with people to use that as, as a way to sell your expertise. Um, it, it just depends, I guess. Yeah. And, and did you ever think about uh, just going all in on music? No. Uh, and I'll tell you why. There's a... I don't know if you've heard of this idea that I can't remember who um, came up with this idea, but I was listening to a YouTube uh, talk the other day and it sort of struck a chord with me. 
I think there's a difference between a job and a career. A job is something that you do that's very short term and you do it because you're doing it to just make some money. Um, a career is something that you're really passionate about. Uh, it's a long-term thing. It's something that you are dedicated to do, something that you will make sacrifices to achieve. For me, everything I'm doing now, I see as a career. I don't see it as a job. And I think that's why I don't, I don't think I would ever give up any of the things I'm doing because I am dedicated and passionate about all of the things I'm doing at the moment. Um, so yeah, that's another cop out, but <laughs> kind of answers your question. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. And it's also your, your music style is also a little bit of a, you explore a lot of different styles and, and formats. And you also mentioned you worked with a bunch of different famous producers and things like that. So it seems like you're also mixing and matching skills and styles and in, in, in some of your music too, uh, to allow for creativity, innovation that, uh, that people can think about professionally too. Yeah, definitely. So I think my music style has evolved um, and continues to evolve. It's sort of a journey for me. Uh, like I say, it's a way to express myself and I, I'm still you know, understanding that journey and, and, and that's still a sort of ongoing thing, uh, which is what makes it so exciting. Um, so yeah, definitely. And, and I hope to continue to be able to do that. Awesome. And uh, maybe t could you talk to us a little bit more about the Discover to Dream, like, you know, to the person that's, you know, especially these days in, in quarantine where uh, our social distancing, we're all very inside in our own heads and and kind of unclear about finding confidence unclear about taking action maybe talk to us a little bit about you know people that are a little bit younger in their journey that are you know just trying to figure out how can they take some next steps and and who how do, can they start to form uh, amazing relationships and collaborators like you've been able to so i would say to anybody who is just starting out uh, not to be afraid. I think, I mean, the current situation is is really unfortunate. And I think, especially for young people who may be leaving school and thinking about what to do next, I think, um, you know, the fact that everything has moved online just makes things that much more difficult. Um, and the opportunities are certainly fewer at the moment. But what I would say is, you know, if there's if there's something that you're interested in exploring, just research, you know, people who are in that sector who are doing really well and just re reach out to them. You've got nothing to lose. Some of the some of the greatest collaborations I've worked on have happened just out of chance. And, you know, it's if you put yourself out there, then then I think um and, and just pursue opportunities as they present themselves to you. That's probably the, the best thing to do. I mean, I don't know if you've uh, heard of this book, The 10% the uh, Entrepreneur by Patrick McGuinness. You know, that's a really interesting concept. The, you know, the idea that actually you can do many, multiple things at the same time, you may have one big idea. And especially, you know, leaving school now, you might think, well, this is the career I want to go into. That doesn't stop you from exploring other things that you could do. 
and and as we've been discussing you know skills are transferable the way i see it is you sort of certainly for me this this has been true you sort of have a a skills umbrella i guess um where you've got you've got lots of different skills and then your careers kind of sit underneath that umbrella but the skills are transferable across the different um career paths so you know you should i think going forward this idea of portfolio careers is going to become uh more in vogue as people realize also that the need to have very specific knowledge uh in particular areas is less whereas the need to have skills is much more important but the skills like i said are transferable so just being open minded and being willing to explore i think is is the advice i would give saying yes and kind of figuring things out a little bit later that's been a a key piece to some of your journey I think so. I think I'm one of those people who tends to go with gut instinct on most things. And on mo- in most cases my gut instinct will be right. Uh my current job I I wouldn't have had. I never really thought I would move completely out of law and do something as, as different as trade policy. I mean my training was as a corporate lawyer. Um the opportunity presented itself. I took it and uh you know I'm I'm really enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. I think there there are however limits I think to, to just saying yes to everything I mean that's not sensible but uh I attended a talk yesterday by Catherine Bishop um and, and she's got this great idea of having a purpose statement for yourself and you know companies will have purpose statements or manifestos or whatever but having just a a very short purpose statement that that you develop and there's no reason that it, this purpose statement you know shouldn't change during the course of your lifetime but it's the statement that sort of you can keep going back to as opportunities present themselves and you ask yourself was does this opportunity fit within my broader purpose statement or not and if the answer is yes then you say yes to the opportunity my purpose statement i'm still working on it but i think you know i'm really passionate about diversity of thought and and just to be clear the purpose statement has to be something that's broader than your career you can have multiple careers that that sort of lead towards and drive towards your ultimate purpose statement um but yeah for, for me you know i'm i'm so passionate about diversity of thought uh be it in schools or organizations i think having that diversity is what brings strength and and also builds a uh, cohesion amongst uh employees and 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 colleagues so yeah i i think that's a great idea so so still working on so stay tuned for a uh, a song about it <laughs> <laughs> you know maybe who knows right <laughs> never say never <laughs> i love it all right serena is there um anything else that you think that we missed um from you know multiple careers uh from excellence in multiple fields a practice a you know a small group of people that you know some kind of ritual some either you know incredible story anything else like that that you think that we missed i mean the one thing i would say is um working 
at this time uh, where people aren't going into the office so much uh, and haven't been able to go into the office so much has in many ways felt, at least for me personally, like I've brought the office home. And in a way, you kind of never, never get away from work. I think, you know, having, and, and as, as you mentioned, you know, my little music studio right here behind me, um, having my music and the education stuff to be able to go to um, in a way has forced me to switch off from work. And I think that's been really healthy for me personally. I think I'm not sure what I would have done without it. So I just think that's just one of the other benefits of having uh, lots of different things that you can do is just, you know, it, it, it can keep insane. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the beauty of writing is like, you know, f- it's journaling, it's clearing thought, and then it can turn into art that changes and has an impact on other people. So uh, it's beautiful yeah. how you be able to do that. Yeah. And it's a, it's a real release, I think. And just being able to... Yeah, I think, you know, just sit down and be in that zone where, you know, I put my headphones on sometimes and that is the, that is probably one of the few times in my day where I am completely relaxed and I feel like it's just me in my own space, in my own head and nobody else there. Uh, so that's, you know, that's great for me. <laughs> And then it's great for for people that listen to it too. So, not so much for my neighbors, I have to say. Um, I'm surprised they haven't complained. <laughs> they're, they're they're subscribers, so maybe. <laughs> what would be the best way for people to follow up and su- support your work? Oh, um, I mean, if people are interested in my my Spotify and they want to hear my music then I'm on Spotify um it's Sigiri uh which is S-E-G-I-R-I the S-E I'll tell you a little bit about how that name came about the S-E is from my name which is Serena and Giri is from the Nilgiri Mountains uh where I'm from in India um so we kind of combined those two together and made up a word which I think is pretty cool and okay sounds good uh well serena thank you so much for your time and your expertise this was uh, a lot of fun no it was a lot of fun for me as well david thank you for having me amazing thank you hey friend thanks again for tuning in to another episode of portfolio career podcast wanted to also let you know about my monthly newsletter called one email away where I fundamentally believe that we are all one email away from new opportunities. And if there's a way that I could potentially help you to connect with other people, I would love to do that. So one email away, um, you can sign up for my newsletter on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. You can also see the one email away section, but just want to take this moment to say thank you for, for listening to this episode. Really excited for us to build and grow our portfolio careers together.